My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Friday, March 26th. Game effing on. Game on, baby. We got some trades, some big trades for the NFL draft. The 49ers and Dolphins making a deal. The Dolphins and Eagles making a deal. So I'm going to unpack that on the show for you today. Also, we're going to talk some early quarterback rankings. Made some adjustments post NFL free agency, uh, so we'll talk about the, I was going to say top 20, but there's kind of, I think right now, maybe 23, 24 quarterbacks who are honestly potentially draftable in one quarterback leagues. That's how deep it is this year. Before I get into that, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyNightFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyNightFight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyNightFight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up to play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win state and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. All right, let's dive into this, okay? So round about 1 Eastern or so, a little bit after 1 Eastern, we had ourselves a big trade. The 49ers making a power move up the board, trading uh, with the Miami Dolphins, moving up to pick three, the Miami Dolphins moving down uh, to the 12 spot, they get a third round pick. They get a future first round pick as well, uh, you know, in this deal. So the Dolphins making out quite well to move down. This was not unexpected. If you remember in my mock draft 2.0, I had the Dolphins moving out of this spot. I mean, kind of like worst kept secret. You didn't need to be in the spot if you're Miami and you believe into its Vailoa. So get picks. You're in a valuable position to do so. So a wise move there. Now, there is another trade. I will get to that in a minute. But let's unpack this first and foremost. This means, without a doubt, that the 49ers are drafting a quarterback. I actually do have some more insight in who that quarterback will be in a moment, and I'll unpack with the Eagles trade. But that's what we see right out of the gate. Jimmy Garoppolo is not in the plans for the future. However, Ian Rappaport did tweet out, that as of now, the plan is to keep Garoppolo. So invariably, we're going to get the, oh, uh, well, it's a quarterback competition. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the leader. He'll start on in, in week one, you know. And eventually, whoever the quarterback is, is either going to start on day one or is going to start before we get out of September. Like, invariably, that's what's going to happen. So who is the quarterback? And to give us insight there, we have to talk about the other trade. Philadelphia trading with the Dolphins. So Philly was in the sixth hole. They give that pick to the Dolphins. They get pick 12 and a future first round pick. 
and move back out of the top 12. I know Eagles fans aren't going to love that one, but I don't think this is a bad move because from Ian Rappaport, there was some rumblings that Philly actually wanted to move up to number three as well, and they wanted one very specific quarterback. They wanted Zach Wilson, and it did not sound like Zach Wilson was going to be there. Hmm, read between the lines, right? That essentially means that Zach Wilson is now the presumptive number two pick in the draft. Obviously, we have to say that Trevor Lawrence is the presumptive number one. He's basically a lock. Now I would say that Zach Wilson looks like he is a lock to be the number two pick. Is that the Jets picking him or the Jets trading? I don't know right now. I I, I still think it's the Jets taking him. I do, but I don't know for certain. Can't say for certain that they don't trade out of that spot, but now it does sound like Philly was not going to have their guy at three, so you don't go to three. You don't stay at six if you can get more for it as well because, honestly, who are you taking at six? You are taking very likely a wideout, I'm thinking, or Kyle Pitts, but very likely a wideout. Okay, so you could, in a perfect scenario, possibly have Jamar Chase on the board there, which, no problem with that. But, you know, and also in a perfect scenario at 12, there is a pathway for either Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle to be there. I don't think it's extremely likely that either of them fall that far. I think they're both top 10 picks. But, you know, in going through mocks, I've occasionally had, you know, one of them slip. Usually it's Waddle for me to like 11 or 12. Now, I haven't had them going at 12 because I didn't have the 49ers taking a wide out there. So there is a world where that happens, where one of those wideouts gets to them. Or because it's an extremely deep wideout class and there are going to be day two wideouts who could, who could in other drafts be day one wideouts, there are going to be day three wideouts who certainly in other drafts are day two wideouts. You, you have that plan of addressing the position on day two. And at 12, I could, I, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm thinking... If you want a cornerback, you want like Sertain, for example, or you know he could be there. Uh, Caleb Farley could be there. I think one of them goes into the top ten, maybe both. But there's a there's a there's definitely a pathway to those guys getting to you. So I don't hate this move for Philadelphia. This is another though. There there is more to unpack here read between the lines moment. If you're trading up for Zach Wilson, then you are certainly not sold on Jalen Hurts as your quarterback of the future. It looks like he's your quarterback of now. And heck, this could be like a like a Dak Prescott situation. When the Cowboys first rolled Dak Prescott out there, I don't think they thought he was going to end up being the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, highest paid player in NFL history in terms of guaranteed. But he is. <laughs> so you don't ever know, but they they weren't sold there. This, though, basically locks. I, they're not going to take a quarterback at 12 because there's nobody who they're, – they're not, there's not going to be their guy there. So this all but locks Hurts in as the starter this year. Now let's circle back to San Francisco. So for San Francisco, then, if you have the presumptive number one as Trevor Lawrence, if you have the presumptive number two as Zach Wilson – is the number three is the presumptive number three now Justin Fields? I don't think we can say that one hundred percent 
because there are some out there in the draftnik community, in the scouting community, who are really impressed by Trey Lance. Now, the challenge with Trey Lance is we have the one game, right, because they didn't play their season. They're playing their season right now. So we have the one game, and it didn't really paint that favorable of a picture. But then at the same time, like I don't think we can draw anything from the one game that North Dakota State played this year. What we can draw from is 2019, but how many times have we seen a quarterback a la Jordan Love, for example, like the year before? 2018 for Jordan Love off the charts. 2019, iffy. At best, that might be overselling it. How many times have we seen that with a quarterback or with other players, other positions, you know, coming off the year before their draft year is the better year? I don't know. It's so hard to evaluate these guys this year. I know that people are in love with the with the things you can't teach, right? The the size, speed, the, you know, and legit speed, like mobile ability and the arm strength. A lot of those elements there playing in a pro style system is certainly helpful, but that's, you know, again, something that isn't necessarily just an intangible to him. Regardless, it does look like, at least as of now, it will go Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Justin Fields <laughs> in a Kyle Shanahan offense, that almost brings a tear to my eye, man. You have, obviously, a, a potent run game, right? You have a potent run game. You have... Movable chess piece, athletic AF wide receivers in Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. You have an all-world future Hall of Famer, no, that is not hyperbolic, tight end in George Kittle. And really one of the best offensive minds in the league. I mean, this is a guy when he was with Atlanta as the OC, that was the best offense in the league that year. His father, obviously, coming from that pedigree. And you know what? You have had, you, we have seen glimpses of what a mobile quarterback could look like in a Shanahan offense, not a Kyle Shanahan offense per se, although, you know, he was part of that there with RG3 in Washington. And here's the thing Justin Fields, like, I don't think this, it's not even a comp. Like, to me, RG3 was a mobile quarterback. Justin Fields is a quarterback who's mobile. Like, those are two different things, man. That's going to be so much freaking fun, especially if Justin Fields goes out and runs like a low 4-4 at his pro day here coming up in a couple days. So power moves. Miami will be in a position at six where they can do whatever they want. And in a perfect world, whatever they want might be, it might be Jamar Chase. It might be, I don't know. I don't know what else it is there. It's going to be fun. My mock draft 3.0 just got a whole lot more interesting. Well, I, I won't have a trade up to uh, to three anymore. We have to consider four as a viable trade target, though. If you're Atlanta, do you believe in Matt Ryan as the future? Well, the future for a little bit. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be your like, 10-year future. But is he, your, is he in your five-year plan? All five years. That basically takes him up to like pretty much the, the end of the line for him in terms of his career. Or, you know, how rare is it to be in a top five in a draft where, let's say that Lance is there at four. 
are you going to guys like that don't grow on trees in NFL drafts are you going to pass that up that opportunity it could be a trade target though it could be um Carolina moving up the board it could be New England who allegedly was enamored with with Justin Fields moving up the board but they wouldn't get Fields it could be well, I wouldn't think they would get Fields. Maybe they could <laughs> if if Lance goes to three. It could be Denver making a move up the board. I don't think it's Washington or Chicago moving up the board, but, I mean, there's a lot of teams in need right now. Maybe the Jets move out. I mean, they, this is so much fun. So, anyway, that broke today. I wanted to give you my two cents on all of that. I did update quarterback rankings. Well, I updated every all my rankings here for – redraft for 2021 dynasty will be coming next week but i wanted to run through quarterback really quickly just some quick thoughts here because there are a lot of quarterbacks who are fantasy relevant in this group so the way i have it i really think there's two elite options it's it's patrick mahomes and josh allen and i think that's unfortunate that both are elite options because that means i won't have any shares of them in redraft leagues i'll have shares of them in best ball because it would be silly to not have shares of them But in redraft leagues, that's just not how I build my teams. I don't draft quarterbacks early in one quarterback. And believe it or not, in two quarterback, I don't draft them early either. I'm typically waiting until round four to draft my first quarterback. Usually by that point, about 10 or 12 are off the board. So you still have quality options. Then I circle back and draft draft another one in the next round. Or if there's a lot on the board still, I wait until round five. That's how I roll. First three picks. Some combination of running backs and wide receivers. Two running backs, one wide out. One running back, two wide out. Whatever it is, but I want to get pre, you know quality players, hot high end players at those two positions to start the draft because I know I'll be able to make up ground at quarterback. So takes them out of the mix. Now the next tier for me though is is really pretty deep. I run from three to eight, and here's the order that I currently have it in. And by the way, if we want to argue, like you want to argue, oh, you have. Mahomes at one, it should be Josh Allen. Okay, bro, I'm, I'm, whatever. Let's split hairs. <laughs> like that's a pointless argument to me. Now, the the viable argument. Let's say I had Josh Allen at eight, and you're like, dude, he belongs at two. All right, that's a little bit more of a viable argument. When people argue, like, why do you have this one guy, one spot ahead? Come on, man, it's a waste of time, man. Not worth the argument, right? Anyway, uh, three to eight. Kyler, Dak, Lamar. Watson, and let me talk about him in a minute, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. So you see like kind of where I'm going with that. The highest possible ceiling guy I do think is Kyler Murray. He's borderline elite. He showed the elite potential last year before getting hurt down the stretch. He wasn't quite the same player because he didn't run as much, but he's still awesome. I expect him to take a step forward as a passer. Dak was on a historic pace. Now he could get out there and you know, again, if he doesn't look quite right, I'll be moving him down. But based off what he did last year, it was so impressive. And again, really splitting hairs in this tier. Everybody's so close. Lamar, regression last year, sure, but he still has an elite ceiling. Watson. All right, so there is a greater than 0% chance he's suspended. The NFL has suspended players for a lot less than 24 or upwards of 24 civil suits for sexual misconduct, uh, and, and really, we've had, even when there weren't suits filed, even when things weren't, uh, you know, there was no legal proceedings. Like Ben Roethlisberger, you know, in 2010, the second, there were two allegations against him. The second one didn't even go to civil court or anything. 
And then, um, you know, you've had other instances here and everything really intensified post uh, Ray Rice, all that, that whole incident. And that happened in, that happened like four years after the Ben Roethlisberger thing. So Roethlisberger was suspended for six games initially. Four games is what it got reduced to. And in the statement, you know, essentially saying it to Roethlisberger, Roger Goodell cited the personal conduct policy and basically saying that the behavior, regardless, wasn't up to the standards of the NFL. So that's why the suspension uh, was, was given. This could happen to Watson. It certainly could. Will adjust as necessary? I mean, I could be higher on him if, if I had guarantees here, but there's so much in flux with him. So he's he's the really he almost could put him in his own micro tier of like question mark like I don't even know where to rank him but I put him at six for now. Rodgers I don't expect forty eight touchdown passes again obviously but he showed he's still a top flight you know mid range quarterback one if not better and then Russ unfortunately I think they're gonna shift back a little bit here to uh, you know more of that run heavy approach that we saw down the stretch but the thing with Russ is he throws the end zone so much. That honestly, it, it's if he, even if they run, they're like the run heaviest team in the league, he can still throw 30 touchdown passes. So he still has plenty of value. My next tier is an interesting tier that runs essentially from, from nine to 14. So it's just like sort of back end QB1 tier. And I have it currently Tannehill, Brady, Stafford, uh, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. And they're almost like their own tier by themselves. But uh, Herbert, I was tempted to almost put him in the tier above. I love I love him coming back this year, like no doubt about it. Tannehill is interesting. He's such a high floor. Maybe he doesn't have a cute, like an elite ceiling, but such a high floor with him. Brady coming off of last year, it's hard to not like him as a back-end QB1, though his ceiling is somewhat capped. Stafford has a massive ceiling in, in, in this offense. So I'm pro- I might end up being higher on him than others, but I love him with the Rams. As for Hertz, now that he's basically solidified as a starter, his ability as a runner, like he could certainly be top three in the league among quarterbacks in rushing yards. If he does that, it's going to be hard for him to not be a top 15, if not top 10 fantasy quarterback. And then Burrow coming back, yo, just protect him, Bengals, just protect him. I love Burrow. This, you know, easy 4,000-yard season, you know, 25 touchdowns. You know, like he, he could go that out and do that in his sleep, I think, if he stays healthy. After that, this next group, which could be subdivided, it's kind of like, you know, again, really quick and easy tiers today. Uh, from 15 down to 20, I have Trevor Lawrence at 15. After what we saw with some of these rookies going out and performing, I don't think we should – I don't think we should be surprised if Lawrence goes out and performs in year one. Uh, doesn't quite have the weapons that you see with Justin Herbert in year one, but the weapons aren't that bad there either. Then I have Daniel Jones. <laughs> I know, I'm going to do it again. But, I, hey, the addition of Kenny Galladay really helps the cause. Baker, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. So Cousins and Ryan are kind of, they're going to be like safe options this year in my safe and upside approach. Wentz is a, a wild card. I don't want to completely trash him for last year, but I don't obviously want to go in very bullish after last year. He's not in a bad spot though, and he has shown a lot of fantasy potential in the past. Just obviously last year is kind of the most recent thing in our minds. 
Uh, rounding it out, guys who are fantasy viable, guys who very likely should be drafted. I think you could take it to twenty, at least twenty three, and then I'll talk about guys right on the edge. So after uh, Wentz, I have Cam Newton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Justin Fields. And if Justin Fields does, in fact, go to San Francisco, I'm going to have to reevaluate where I have him. Uh, And that is right. I don't have Zach Wilson in this top 23 right now. I'll talk about him in a second. So Cam Newton's going to go – he's going to go later than he should. He was the number 17 fantasy quarterback last year, and I expect his passing numbers to increase a little bit because he's got better weapons. So you're going to be able to get Cam Newton easily. Every every draft easily because nobody nobody's gonna want him. Fitzy will probably be a popular late round target. I love what they did in Washington, and I don't mind taking him in the late rounds. And then Fields, as I mentioned, just so much upside there, especially if if he goes to San Francisco. So guys who still could be drafted, we still have a couple. Um, if Jameis wins the starting job, like the last time we saw Jameis was in 2019, he was the number three fantasy quarterback. Now 30 interceptions. What do, what do we care? What do we care for fantasy, right? So he's interesting if he wins that job. Ben Roethlisberger, maybe, but I don't love it. Um, Tua, maybe, but I don't love it. And then Zach Wilson probably be the other name on the list. So with Zach Wilson, uh, if it's the Jets, I don't like it initially, though it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up being like a top 20 guy, right? He's not going to be as appealing as Fields is in, in San Francisco. Simply put, Fields would be more more appealing then. So it is interesting how even today has kind of reshaped. I had to adjust my rankings, honestly, after today. Because now I think we do have that clarity that it's very likely Wilson goes two, very likely Fields goes three, Fields goes to San Francisco, giddy up. And I might be too low on him right here. So there you go, an initial look there uh, related to everything that went down with the NFL draft today. If you want more insights there, head on over to ftnfantasy.com. And by the way, if you play uh, DFS, you play baseball, we're starting up here soon. I got a little offer for you over at ftndaily.com. Use the promo code RATPACK, and this will get you 20% off. It's normally not that big of a discount with with, uh, the promo code RATPACK, but it is right now, and uh, you should use it (laughs) because I had to to bang the darn table. I was like – the discount is not enough. We need to save the Rat Pack some dough. So uh, go use that. You can use the promo code Rat Pack for anything, including NASCAR, which you get all my projections over at FTNDaily.com. And really, any of the FTN sites, you can use that promo code. All right? At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. And if more trades happened after I recorded this, but before I published it, I apologize. It's the kind of day it's been, but it has been freaking awesome. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side of the weekend for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.